0: Welcome to Gamers Table. My name is Eric. This is Michael. This is Gage. I am Brandon.
1: This is Shannon. What are we talking about this week, Eric?
0: This episode, we are going to talk about toxic fandoms. Gross. What the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck would we talk about that? We're just I giving have them. Thoughts. <laughs>
2: because there's a lot of them out
0: there. Well, just giving it a platform, well, man. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's uh, you know, we, Give we them are, what they want. We are not afraid of the hard-hitting uh, Never mind. Uh, so, um, no, can we talk about
3: how good The Last Jedi was? Is that what this is about? I haven't I seen it. Yet. A- yeah, we still haven't seen it. That's so... how much we cared about it. So you talk- <laughs> well, you haven't- I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, but you didn't oh, see Oh, wait,
1: the Last no. Jedi? That's the one we haven't seen. Oh. Just kidding. I've seen it and I forgot
2: about it or at least attempted to and then you reminded me that I saw it.
4: Well, we I jumped right into so Star much. Wars, so uh, it was yeah. good talking to everybody. Uh, I will,
2: I'll see y'all later.
1: I've I've liked every Star Wars movie.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, good. no, you haven't.
1: Yeah, I have. You're a liar. I have.
4: No, you liar. I have liked every Star Wars movie. No, I don't even want to get no, into here's this the thing. argument. Here's the great thing about Toxic Fandom. You don't have to like it. You just can't give other people shit for liking it.
1: Yeah, and you don't That's do that. That's very
4: true. That's true.
1: You don't ever, you don't ever shit on people for I'm what passionate
2: they like. about what I hate, not passionate about hating you for liking it. That's a good way to put it.
1: So let's, let's kind of talk up. Let's, let's
0: start from an, a higher view. <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> let's start again. No. So sex. what exactly does this mean? What is toxic? Fa- I mean, for somebody who's listening to this, they probably have experienced it and I'm sure they know what it is, but. To us at the table, what, what do you think of when you think
2: it's of—
1: It's the haters, my dude.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could be that, or it could be fans of something that are way too ridiculously over the top and ruin it for other people that do like something. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the first thing that came to mind when you talked about this was Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Like They have the most toxic fandom of all time, and I don't even like the show anymore. Like I used to really like because it's funny. It's stupid, and but they try to make it seem well, it's it's intellectual. You don't understand, and they're very, very toxic. Hell, mm-hmm. the creators of the show don't even like their own fans, or at least those
3: fans. They say that. Yes, they've said that openly. Mm-hmm. They've they've talked about Dan Harmon doesn't like anyone who likes him, though. To be that's fan. true. If you yeah, that's he's, he's no, he the he marks of <laughs> Dan
1: Harmon loved Community fans. Yeah, he, he was all about fans yeah. of Community.
2: But no, they've. they've openly, it was one of the best
3: television shows ever created.
2: They've openly talked about their fans that are just ridiculous that ruin it for everybody, and that it's just a show. Like,
0: calm down. You know, it's funny you you talk about Rick and Morty, and I've found that for me, toxic fans. I, I, I have this fucking highbrow definition of what I came up with, but I'm not going to mention that right now.
4: <laughs> yeah. What's what's that highbrow definition, Eric? Lay
0: it on us, <laughs> Eric. Well, let me finish my thought first. Um, but talk about Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. To me, it seems like the toxic fandoms have a tendency, the, the individual members or whatever, have a tendency to latch on to the lowest hanging fruit or the ho- lowest common denominator for said Piece of work, yeah. right? You're not supposed to like Rick. Rick is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: yet you're not supposed to like Tyler Durden.
0: You're not supposed to like Tyler Durden. You're not. Su- th- these are all they
2: shouldn't have had Brad Pitt plan.
0: Well, and, okay? and that's I mean the that's thing. part of the problem. If he was repugnant, <laughs> then yes. If you
2: when you read the book, if it's had, pretty easy to mm-hmm. not like him,
0: right? If if he was played by Paul Giamatti, nobody would have fucking liked it. <laughs>
2: fucking Paul Giamatti. Can you imagine fucking Paul Giamatti?
1: Oh my god, I don't know who that is?
3: Shannon I think when you talk about fandom when fandom is done well it's a bunch of people who love the same thing who come together to express that love Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. and so the moment it starts to become weaponized in any way I think is when you start to get toxic because there's different Mm -hmm. there's different flavors of that Mm -hmm. there's the you're not a true fan if you can't name all of the bizarre facts that I know right Mm -hmm. though if I met someone who knew more than me then he doesn't have a life Right. You know, there's yeah. that blend there's the this thing isn't the way i wanted it to be so it is awful and you are awful for liking it that's more of the star wars blend mm-hmm. but it's time that that like passion turns from being a like productive awesome like loving community which is i think what nerds have done very very well yep and it takes that turn into that mean and hurtful things which unfortunately nerds are also pretty darn good at yeah. well and i think yeah, that's when you start to hit toxic
4: to build on that gauge i would i would also offer that oftentimes when you see that turn it's when people forget that this is a something they don't own this yep. is not something that belongs to very them very true yep. it is not something that is theirs they did not create it they did not inspire it they did not you know they it, did not put in the work to make this thing an important They consume one, and enjoy it
1: an important one you weren't owed this
4: yes Yes, exactly. Like I think historically, when I when I've seen toxic fandom online, and we can obviously Star Wars is a is a great recent example of the last like five years of Star Wars, right? Yeah. But then when you look outside of Star Wars, you look at other fandoms. Like Star Trek has it oh, yeah. between the different oh, franchises oh, yeah. oh, and the yeah. different shows right. in Star Trek. Yep. Like again, again, it's not like. Oh yeah, that's true. Not, yeah, I didn't even think about a, that. A Star Trek's that's, even show to yeah, show. Sorry about
2: that. that's yeah. that's true. I didn't even think about that.
4: Yep. Star, it's, it's, Star Wars, and it's least. not a thing that's like owed or that's owned by a, a gaming fandom, right? Or a gaming community. It's all fandoms. Really. At some point, most fandoms have a part of them that will turn toxic because people devolve into this idea of this is mine or how I view it is the only right way to view it. And you're wrong. If you don't view it the same way I do, or it defines them. Exactly. That's,
2: that's why they get so butthurt when things right. changes. It, it this is something
3: that is me. It's also hard to understand for me personally, and I, I did have some of these inclinations when I was younger, but I've hit a point where if the moment something that I do for fun or for enjoyment becomes no longer fun or enjoyable, that's when I'm out.
5: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: I was willing to, like for example, Batman. I enjoy Batman. Mm-hmm. The moment Batman versus Superman came out, I was like, Ugh. I'm out. I'm not going to watch any any Batman movies until Snyder leaves. Yeah. Uh, that's, but that's not like, I don't need to go online. I don't need to slam it. I don't need to hashtag not my Batman. I don't need to do that because I'm just, I'm, I'm out. It's, and it's the same with Star Wars. Like, I loved The Last Jedi and I don't really care about Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure it's fine.
0: But I don't understand the the desire to live in it. Talking about uh, the toxic community kind of ruining it for people. I mean, that, and that certainly is a thing. I mean, the reason I don't like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> is not because of the music. It's because of the douchebags that listen to oh, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. At least back in the day. Now, I mean, That's why I won't listen to Tool. Many. And see, there. And now I'm no longer friends with Gage. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nobody who liked Limp Bizkit ever punched me in the face. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> well, see, there you go. There's, there's always history behind some decisions. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, and now years later, I hear a Limp Bizkit song, and I'm like, I like this song. It may your your hardcore metal heads or whatever, probably look at me and go. Pfft. <laughs>
5: Here's the what? thing, you especially
2: know. during the time Limp Bizkit was huge, like they weren't <laughs> Limp Biscuit and Corn right. kind of went hand in hand because they were like bands that were friends. And right. They-
0: and that kind of plays into it is yeah. when you're talking about toxic fandoms and you're talking about not my, you know, not my Batman or whatever, you have the sense of. I've worked in the. Tr- it's the gatekeeping thing, right? Yeah. It's a. Mm-hmm. You know, I've 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 been down in the trenches for years. Yeah. And now it's popular. Yeah. And now I hate it, or I hate you. I hate you because you don't know about it. You didn't know about it when I yeah. knew about fuck, it. Fuck yeah. you, critter. I don't like you because you like Critical Role, and I've been playing D anD D since I was you know eight yeah. years old. Yeah. You know that kind of shit. Um, and I've only ever
3: played D anD D.
4: Right. When- and it's sad, it really is sad how often this is occurring now. It's, it, you know, back before social media was really such a uh, a force in our lives, right? You'd have a disagreement among your your friend group about a particular movie or fr- media franchise or, or music mu- music group or whatever, right? You guys would argue about it and somebody would like it, somebody would hate it, and then you just, you know, go on with your life. Right. But now... If you are a part of any of those communities online, chances are at some point during your week, you will be inundated with some kind of negativity or or toxicity in regards to that thing you love. And no matter how you try to filter it out or how you try to kind of keep yourself away from it, there's no escaping it anymore.
0: So going to my uh, my my highbrow thing I came up with, <laughs> and it kind of touches on the, a lot of the things that you guys were talking about. So claiming ownership of some form of entertainment and imposing arbitrary rules or codes that cannot be broken without swift or often hostile reactions.
3: That's pretty good.
0: It's like this tribe.
3: No, that's that's not how I think that toxic fandom should be described, and you're a fucking idiot for thinking
0: that way. Yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs> the toxic
0: fandom of toxic fandoms. But Gage yeah. has
4: been this a is, fan of toxic fandom for way longer than you, Eric. <laughs> that's
3: I used to knew? put together a
0: zine about toxic fandom, okay? Oh my day, gosh, zines printed. are coming up again. Uh yes, yeah, start your zine. Or you had a zine back in the day when zines were a thing. I
3: did. Yeah. Well, um, before zines were a thing. Once they were a thing, I stopped doing them. Right, Obviously.
0: Right,
2: right, right. Jesus. Um I hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right you, The toxic fandom uh, at, at this table.
2: It's not uh, it just just name it eye roll. That's what you should name this
0: fucking episode. How do you deal with these things? I mean, that there's obvious, you know. You ignore don't it. You ignore it, yeah. but there are people who at their Can't. core cannot do it. And when you're producing content online, you have a, a podcast or, you're, you know, a talk show or, a, you know, a actual play or things like that, especially when it's something that people are very, very passionate about and you've got to be prepared to be wrong about something. Handle the you don't have to, but I mean, you can certainly ignore it, like I said, but some people can't. And it's like, oh, you fucked up at this thing or that doesn't even exist or I can't listen to you anymore because you did this. It's like that's such a small thing blocked. I I can at least say
2: that I have I've heard someone say something about something that i disagreed with that was like okay i just can't listen to it anymore but it was more of a but it's, you also- it's led to this point that was the final straw every most of the things you say now i just can't get along with y-
1: you so. also don't go out of your way to tell the creator oh no no yeah that's I'm not going to listen to I'm, I
2: don't I don't do I don't do any of that, that for the most yeah, part the my parting f-
0: shot where they yeah. like d- mic drop I, I'm Which, fuck you I don't yeah. listen to your shit anymore
2: yeah I just don't
1: yeah and, that's the toxic part everyone has stuff that they like are done with they yeah. don't listen to anymore they don't as watch far, anymore as far
2: as my hatred goes is people around me have to hear about it
4: and that's it i i feel like the toxicity piece of this literally is just people not understanding the social contract that occurs between people who like things and people who don't mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. and like
4: how to be a good human. Like that really is what it seems to boil down to. I can hate something all day long, but that's for me, the hate that, that hating it is for me. I don't need to validate my hate by spewing it online for other people to agree with. I can just not like something and that's okay.
2: It's like that song. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that little jingle. That's uh it's it's okay to not like things as long as you're not a dick about it.
4: Okay. <laughs> I haven't, but That's I like the part. sound of it.
2: It's really good. It's like well, some cutesy girls singing. It's okay <laughs> to not like things. It's okay <laughs> as long as you're not a dick about it. like it's
3: that sums it up. Just yeah. don't be a dick about it. I don't know if it's so much that like we can just hear each other more because of the social media aspect of things. but it does feel like we're moving more and more into this time period where, People confuse personal opinion and personal experience with reality.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you know, it's the flat earth thing. Like not to, not to offend any of the flat earthers out there.
1: Offend them, uh, them, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but that's literally, this is my experience and what I observe. Therefore, this must be the way the world works. And I think that a lot of these conversations come out of that nobody can agree on metric i like not sorry to go back to star wars but like people who say that the the last jedi was a flop it's like it did very well well that metric doesn't matter okay so what metric matters is it just that you didn't like the movie because that's not how we determine reality that means you didn't like the movie and that's a completely justifiable position
4: but that also goes back to like uh, oftentimes when you get engaged with people who are part of a toxic fandom you know we can talk about facts until the, f- the cows come home. But, you know, facts and logic often don't work in those arguments.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right. and I think part of it is, like, Gage kind of hit the nail on the head. People get confused and think that their opinions are facts versus just your opinion. And they also think everyone has to have the same opinion as them it's not okay to have different opinions and i think another part of that is um like with social media and with how much everyone interacts online versus face to face i think there's a little bit of dehumanization that happens 100 percent. and like mm-hmm. people forget that that text on the screen is connected to a living breathing person i don't
2: think people forget that I, I don't think people give a shit they don't because care. they're not in front of them. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It's, right. There's, that's always been a thing with the internet.
0: One of my favorite Robert Howard quotes, and I'll, I'm going to paraphrase it, but essentially it says that a civilized person, they can act however they want to. They can talk to you ho- however they want to because in the end, you're not going to cleave their head in half. Well, maybe. Well, and that's the <laughs> thing is – Because and this applies to toxic fandoms, it applies to trolls, it applies to all of that is chances are if you were face to face with some of these people, you would never know that they're toxic like that because they have that veil of I'm able to spout all of this shit.
1: And, and, and it
0: it goes across all spectrums of hate oh absolutely well, you know
1: it happens all the time with like friendships and even relationships like people don't get into an abusive relationship knowing the person's an abuser right like they get into the abusive relationship. Or they get into a relationship and it slowly becomes abusive. And again, that goes for like friendships too. Like you can have toxic friends.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes as, as a rational person and as a you know a caring person, it's like when you're in that situation where somebody is toxic, that realization happens. Either they, they cross the line and it just becomes glaringly obvious that they're toxic or it's one of those things where it's insidious and then you just kind of go, is this person toxic? Are they are they really like this bad? Is this really a thing? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've seen tons of people who were hoodwinked by these toxic fandoms or these toxic people who think, well, they were never mean to me. And I can only go by my own personal judgment. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to get into this fight. But in not choosing, you've made a choice. And then next thing you know, it's almost like, you know, shrapnel that when that goes off, whoever's associated with that person sometimes falls, too.
2: That's my least mm-hmm. favorite excuse, too. It's like, well, they were never mean to me or they were never a dick to me. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't agree with that. <laughs> well, You're an idiot. Well, you know they're an asshole yeah. because you've been there. Right. That doesn't change them being an asshole. And I think it's not just of,
1: with asshole people, but that's also like a big thing with like sexual harassment and like racism.
2: Or a- any of that stuff. Right. Like you're around it, you know they do it. That doesn't change them doing it. Because, or, do, or
1: they you do might it. not know that they do it. But once you find out that they do do it,
3: you gotta kind
2: of
1: you gotta yeah. cut ties with them. Like
3: yeah. <laughs> I feel like we we're in a very social hobby, so it puts everyone in a kind of a unique decision. That no matter what level you're at, no matter what the pond is, everyone has a pond that they influence. Whether you have a, you know a podcast or a show, or you're just a player at your local game shop. Everyone's involved in in all of these communities, so do we have any idea of good kind of guidelines for how to curb that because Don't I know be personally a, a lot of times if I'm in a community that's toxic i just I just leave yeah. Um, yeah and I think that that's a good and solid and completely okay mental health choice but you know if you're running the game if you're running a podcast and something happens in a discord channel you run like what are ways to manage that inside of the community because I think that that's I think there's plenty of people out there who would love to address it, but don't feel like they have tools.
1: I think for some of it, like especially you mentioned Discord, and I'm a moderator on two different servers. And I think something you can do with Discord, especially like depending on the server, just private message someone and be like, hey, this comment was kind of out of line. Sometimes people don't even realize they're doing it. Right. And if it's so much of a problem, ban them. You just got to cut that shit.
4: So I, in, in my day job... A part of my day job is managing people right and part of managing people is managing relationships so when you have people that you work with or people that that work for you and you have people that are having uh, issues in the ability to communicate you tend to have to take them aside you offer them you know some kind of private notification right that this is this is not acceptable this is not something we can do Admonishing people in public is never usually effective. It just tends to ire people and get them more defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're trying to curb the behavior. You know, if if you if you notice like one instance of something, you're like, okay, well, let's nip that in the bud right now. Let's let's address that. And then if that individual continues a pattern of behavior, then of course you have some pretty clear decisions you have to make. Is this behavior gonna, that we are going to tolerate? Yes or no. And if uh, and if you choose yes. You're making a very bold decision that you know could possibly impact everybody on your Discord server or in your, your community for your show uh, or what have you. And you really have to think about the greater good. I mean, I came from a community recently that had a number of bad actors in it. And it was found out through, you know, of course people talk about things when they happen. And in that community, two of the bad actors were basically given slap on the slaps on the wrist. Mm -hmm. And you could watch the reaction of the community as people jump ship Mm -hmm. because it was known that these people were bad actors. The person that ran the community, let them kind of hang around still like, Oh, well I talked with them. They're going to get a, they got a ban for a month and then they'll be, then they're going to come back. well, you know, in that time, how many good people did we lose because we chose to keep someone that has clearly shown that they have questionable standards or questionable behavior? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, when you, uh, when you have a Discord, when you have that kind of community, you owe the community the respect of doing what's best for them, not what's best for you or best for the person that is necessarily being accused of or in in some cases obviously showing bad behavior
0: one of the things that I, I see a lot is well people abuse that it's like they they're targeting me you know they're they're manipulating and all this other stuff but a lot of times you're gonna see the signs that somebody is doing like you say you know, you I think it was wasn't uh, Maya Angelou said that uh, people will will show you who they are let them mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know yeah. There's a pattern to what they do. It shouldn't come as a shock when they say something or do something that's toxic. We may just end up uh, calling this episode toxicity as opposed to toxic fandoms.
3: Speaking of toxic fandom, System of a Down. Um, Interesting, <laughs> out of nowhere.
1: Toxicity. Did they
3: punch you in the face, too, Gage? <laughs> no, they.
1: No, the they song. were fine. <laughs> they have a song.
3: I loved them. Right. They have a song called Toxicity. Yeah. Yes. But,
0: I just assume everybody punched Gage in the face. <laughs> now, that likes a certain band, especially when you're talking about. Let's say you have a game group. You know, you take it away from you know fandoms and things like that, and you have this game group, and maybe you have somebody who's. Inherently toxic in that group And what if you've been Friends for years you know I feel like I've been on both ends of that maybe But I've been on definitely having A
1: toxic friend that I just
2: had to Cut ties with
0: it's but it's it's really Hard to do because
5: you know I I feel like
1: I feel like Especially like when you are friends it's So hard Uh, for me anyway It's so hard for me to see it because I'll give them the benefit of the doubt And then I'll question me like oh maybe i'm just being too sensitive about this right and, and like you know go through all the all the steps that are like basically the same things as like
0: an abuse an abusey
1: an abusey yeah, yeah. and and then eventually it's like oh okay no this is like this isn't me this is uh right
3: legit uh, well, kind of what i liked about uh, what michael was saying earlier of like approaching someone one-on-one because i found that you can tell an awful lot about whether or not it's just you by someone's reaction to you approaching them.
2: All of this, uh, as far as individuals, it's easy to deal with. As far as groups, it's not.
0: Groups or pe- anonymous people you don't know. Yeah. If you're yeah. Just, if, going back to like toxic fandoms,
4: there's no way to apply any of these
0: to that. Yeah. Um, pull somebody aside. I mean, it's just
4: pull a know. group aside. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, you're, again, what <laughs> you were speaking of like small groups or, you know, small, yeah. you know, manageable communities versus a fandom of people. I mean, that's yeah, just, right. but at the same time, uh, there is, as gauge said, there's validity to just stepping away from it and saying, I don't want any part of this washing your hands of it.
5: Yeah. But right.
4: There's also, I mean, there's a certain level of maybe it's just me, but like, sometimes I like, I feel like I have to be the person that steps up to speak against something, you know, and I might, I might not get anywhere. It may not, it may not be a positive interaction. And at the end of it, there may have been no resolution. But the act of speaking against this toxicity can sometimes at least be a bridge for someone else to be able to speak. Yeah, to having yeah. an opposing
2: thought is a good idea in most situations like that. Because, yeah, like you said, there might be somebody else who thinks that, just too afraid yeah. to say anything.
0: And I think uh, when it comes to some fandoms, I mean, Star Trek is a perfect example. Yeah, of that. I wasn't even thinking about uh, Star Trek. You know, I mean, and it's, and it's so, so – people become entrenched in what they like so mm-hmm. much that – they hate the thought of change or things not, you know, not uh, <laughs> shouldn't be a fan of star Trek. then. Well, <laughs> And that's the thing. It, it seems like every time a new version of star Trek comes out, whether oh, it be a new show, the one or before new, that hates it, the one before that <laughs> hates that. Uh, exactly. Honestly, I think there's a lot of that with, uh, with some doctor who fans. Um, you know, it's, it seems just like people geek out on what they geek out on. And then, you know, it's like, oh well, there's this is the new, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is that it's the it's the whole tribal mentality or whatever, and wanting to belong to a community or holding sacred what you hold sacred. That that right there is exactly what it comes down to. It's all tribal mentality. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and the the point I was going to make is the people who let's say I've loved this for so long, and then all of a sudden people come along and go you're not allowed to like that anymore <laughs> uh because of x y and z and the people get uh, and then and you're like well wait a minute i what i lo- like is wholesome it's it's and oh. then you know and then it's like but is it really i sort of have an example okay so i remember when the,
2: this is going to go a little Sort of. Is this yeah. going sideways? Okay, it's a little bit. Uh, so, hooray! <laughs> when everything was like uh, announced about Cosby, yeah, yeah. doing all mm-hmm. that stuff, I was like, shit, I need to buy the entire complete Cosby show because that shit is not ever going to be on shelves again. <laughs>
0: like, I knew for a fact they You're were speculating I, uh, based off of. Uh...
2: I said that I was like, this will never be on shelves again because <laughs> the evidence shows this motherfucker did this, and there's no way they're giving him any money because yeah. he gets money from that. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, I gotta buy. It and i i bought it and i remember buying it and the person who checked me out was like fucking really
5: I was like, <laughs> are you serious like
2: i love the show yeah but you heard about what he did yes but that's not the show like the show is great i right. can appreciate the show and his stand-up well, the man is horrible
4: yeah and, and that's that's a whole nother argument about being able to separate the art from the artist right yes. i mean uh, like that's that's a whole different ball of wax.
1: Yeah, let's there. start. Let's if we're getting on that page, let's start talking about J.K. Rowling. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: no, let's well, not. Please yeah, that's not oh, really.
0: Well, I mean the mo- the most recent one that I can think of, and it's it's pretty recent, is how now people are saying you shouldn't like uh, Firefly.
1: What? Yeah. Who said you shouldn't yeah. like Firefly? Probably because Joss Jos Whedon's problem. Joss Whedon. Well, Joss Jos yeah. Whedon
0: and um the guy who uh, played Jane. Yes. Adam Baldwin what
3: happened he's been problematic for a long time problematic. it was easy to ignore because he was playing an asshole anyway yeah
0: but he's just he's a very outspoken (laughs) dick (laughs) oh well that's God, that seems clear already <laughs> right well and, and and the thing is now that he doesn't have you know it's like now he just feels like he needs to it's it's like these one of these things where it's like why are you on twitter why are you spouting this bullshit oh so he so basically he's like
2: he's not really getting work so he's like well i'll just be salacious and then people will like yeah want and, me to do and that's the
4: thing see see kids this is why i don't do social media
0: <laughs> i don't <hear laughs> it ruins all it. my stuff <laughs> um
4: but yeah, Well, I mean, that was it, like with Kevin Sorbo, right? I mean, the, the same thing happened to him and, and with Hercules and Andromeda and all that stuff. And then yeah. he came out and again, kind of like in, in some ways you could say he was also like a massive dick in social media and online and in interviews. Right. And suddenly I feel less inclined to watch Andromeda.
0: That's a, f- uh, a, a fandom based around, you know, something that then – you have the, the those that are like they hold it sacred, and they're not going to let it go. And then they start feeling like they're being attacked. So then they just become bigger dicks. Oh and- well, yeah, but, well because then you're you're attacking. You're saying they can't like that because
2: of this person, but it's like I already like it. It's too yeah. late. It's yeah. I I don't I that sucks. I mean, that's horrible. But I like this. Right. I mean. It's- well, and
1: also you liking Firefly isn't giving any of the problematic people money. No. <laughs> like
2: It's like every Kevin Spacey movie. I love Kevin Spacey's movies. He's a fantastic but actor, if, but he's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, I think you have
3: to look at, I think as someone who, who generally, who does participate in cancel culture, like I don't mind admitting that. I do, when I find someone's problematic, tend to move away from most of their work. Mm-hmm. When I look at people who stayed, I think there's two different types of people. Like, I think there's a difference between, Brandon, what you were saying, I love the Cosby show and I want to be able to watch that. And separating the art from the artist is a hard thing. Mm-hmm. But there's another guy who's there and it's like, I'm buying five copies because I want to support this man who's going through a hard time. And y'all can suck my dick. Like, yeah. that person is yeah. a different type of person. And personally, I don't necessarily want to interact with that person. Right. Oh
2: no, I absolutely the I, shitster. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, uh, the Cosby Show was just part of my childhood that I don't want right. to. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, Are you fucking kidding me? Really? God damn it! He it was America's dad for
4: fuck's sake. It's the kind of thing though, where I mean, just those interactions gauge like those two you mentioned, like those two types of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like the person that is buying five copies of it because they want to support him. I mean, yes, nice that that person. May have some questionable things to say, but at the same time, to them, their opinion is valid. To them, whatever they're saying, regardless of if it's in the right, in general, and in society's eyes, that's they they feel like they're right. We've seen that. I mean, it's it's been going on for more you know than a decade now with all the different downfalls of different celebrities as they come around. Like, a oh, lord knows we went through it with Michael Jackson. Lord knows we yeah. we've gone through it with R. Kelly. Like, there's again like the. Bad person or, or artist does something bad, and then all of their work is also tainted because of these bad things they did in their personal life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's up to the individual to decide whether they're okay with that or not. Now, if somebody's okay with supporting R. Kelly or buying R Kelly albums and such, I'm not necessarily going to like not talk to that person, but I also know what type of person I'm dealing with. like it's almost like wearing a red flag or wearing a thing that says, "Hey, I'm somebody you should be wary of." Cancel culture, I understand the the meaning behind it, and I'm behind not giving people money that do bad things. I, it's the reason I don't go to see Tom Cruise movies at the theater. I don't rent them i don't I don't want to give him a dime of my money Scientology man I don't want to give Scientology a dime of my money yeah I don't eat it I don't you eat cut out Chick chick-fil-A because i I don't want to give them my money yeah but that's how i I don't go out and hatefully speak about Tom Cruise or hatefully speak about Chick-fil-A. I just don't support them.
0: that's the purest form of of, mm-hmm. of resistance is just not supporting it. but if you were a you know let's say using uh, you know I fucking hate KFC and all you motherfuckers that like KFC are idiots, you know that that that
4: kind of I mean, thing, again know? that's that's an example of like somebody in that would be that would be a toxic person right toxic fan right. And it's somebody who doesn't understand that they can hate something and not have to incite everyone else to hate it. Like there's, right. it's okay to hate something and, and, but, you know, and not have a crowd of people around you shouting, yes, I hate that too. Yeah, right.
2: Some, some people don't understand that individuals are infinitely different. Like you can be similar in a group, I guess, but each person individually
0: is different in so many different ways. Right. And hating they, what they like, but not hating them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's I think that's also something that uh, people forget sometimes.
2: What if uh hate
1: the sin not the center. What if
2: we turn it around? What about what about things that blame toxic fandoms for things like flops and stuff? But the first thing that came to mind was like the recent Ghostbusters movie. I had that on my list, yeah. Cuz they blamed toxic fans, but I don't think it was fans. That movie was just bad, right?
0: Well, and another uh, well, example would be the Sonic the Hedgehog, Yeah. Right? What, which they they went back
2: and they redid the look of it, and it looked great. So, I mean, let's be real. That, yeah, that looked like it was gonna
0: be bad. So, <laughs> like, so, so, in, in that, but like,
4: it, so I'll go back. I'll go. I'll I'll bite on the Ghostbusters flick. Uh, so, I mean, I watched the Ghostbusters the Ghostbusters reboot. I found it enjoyable. Was it uh, was it like the best movie ever? No, it wasn't the best movie ever. Now, I do I have certainly... a question
2: for follow-up for that.
4: Are you a yeah, person okay. that
2: generally generally just enjoys things? Because if you're someone that is usually isn't critiquing anything or you don't associate it with like maybe you're like, I, so, I could watch it and I don't like it because I enjoyed the other ones and I kind of have an idea of the universe. Now, I don't dislike it because they rebooted it. I disliked it because it was poorly written. I just didn't like it. Well, when I've heard about the cast and everybody involved, I was like, shit, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But I know people that they'll watch anything. Oh, it was good. Right. It was a good popcorn well, yeah. flick. Like, right. yeah. they never dislike anything. It's so, always
4: just okay. Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go this far. Uh, for me, I'm somebody that will – like I do like to go to movies. I only go to see movies in the theater that I have an idea that I'm going to enjoy. Right, sure. And I can go into a movie in the theater and come out and be like, uh, oh, it wasn't that great of a movie. True. But as long as I was able to enjoy the experience like I'm I will put that on the shelf I was like okay that was that was all right like uh, I you know I can watch a movie and decide like I've certainly I've watched enough garbage on Netflix <laughs> right <laughs> haven't I've we sat all through, I've <laughs> sat through enough garbage in streaming services and ended you know stopped watching the movie and be like okay that was a complete waste of my time right mm-hmm. but at the same time like I went to Ghostbusters I did not go in expecting it to be like the Ghostbusters I grew up with. I did not go in with the expectation that they were going to pay homage to this thing that I love, but that they it was going to be a somewhat different take and I was okay with that. Like, so going in with the expectation that it was going to be what it was let me enjoy the movie like so i didn't go in you know ready to be judgmental about it
5: right. and yeah. i
4: find myself doing that with a lot of a lot of produced work and i honestly think a lot of that Same. has come from the fact that i am now a content producer whether i like to think of it that way or not i put something out there that people listen to and hopefully enjoy yeah so when i go to when i when i take in media now when i consume media I try to keep that in the back of my mind. Whoever made this wasn't going out to make something that was bad, you know. They weren't going. They weren't <clears throat> going to the table or going to the the read throughs and sitting on set like, "All oh, right, we're going to make the shittiest movie ever. Let's do it. Let's let's make something that no one could possibly love." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ed so Wood is
0: no longer alive. So,
4: i I, t- I try to take that into consideration when I when I view media. Yeah. Lord knows I've seen enough things that I don't like, but. I just file them away. Like, okay, well, I had some issues with this. I have issues with the new Star Wars movies, with the sequel trilogy. But I'll tell you that every one I went to go see, I enjoyed the experience. I left the theater, and I saw most of them twice in the theater because I allowed myself to enjoy it, and I didn't focus on the things that bothered me.
2: Yeah, like I was
4: able to pick the things out that cherry picked the things that I enjoyed, and I let those carry me through the experience. But you know, again, people are infinitely different.
2: I'll usually go into things not expecting too much nowadays as well, but even like the Ghostbusters thing, if if Ghostbusters was never a thing before that movie, I still wouldn't have liked it. It just wasn't a good yeah. movie to me.
1: Well, I I do mm-hmm. think that there is some legitimacy to people saying that Toxic Fandom uh you know, caused it to do badly. Like we talked about this at the top of the show, about not liking Rick and Morty because of the fans because other people have tainted that show for us and i think Mm -hmm. it works even in that that way too like it's not the same thing it's not fans of the show ruining it it's people like if if you hear 20 people shit on a movie and you only hear one person say anything good about it whether or not it's a good movie
2: yeah but now now you're dismissing anyone who actually has an opinion that's contrary to you liking it though like you can't uh, just I'm say just saying, it's just the only reason it didn't do well is because people hated it like these few people hated it it was a lot of people didn't like it and it's pretty unanimous that it wasn't a very good movie well i was saying there are people that can enjoy it there are plenty of things in it like that movie should have been a knockout like the stuff they had in it right i think it's more at least for me it was disappointment
1: well i was know. saying people before they even went to see the movie had already decided they didn't like oh, it there were plenty of those See, yeah. i was open-minded thing happened with captain
3: so. Marble. Like exactly. that was uh, people yeah. decided they didn't like Captain Marvel before it came out. Yeah. Um, I
2: I went into Captain Marvel wanting to like it and I left that theater not liking it, which is, Oh, I love it. I, I loved did it too. I not like it at
3: all. And I could watch well, three hours of Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson in a car. <laughs> like I don't need anything else. I could just watch the two of them for yeah. three hours.
4: I, but could again, just watch I mean, that just goes everything. back to the fact that, I mean, everybody's got different opinions and Part of being part of a fandom is having the responsibility to understand that everyone likes things for different reasons right. right and everyone's reasons are perfectly valid
2: but is it like is it fair to say that an entire fandom is toxic if a, if a large majority of them don't
4: like something i don't but think I think that's you fair. have a difficult time you can't so let's just say you say a large majority right like so if we want to take ghostbusters as an example, how do you gauge that? how do you actually quantifiably I, put that into a provable statement.
2: I look at box office numbers. I look at majority of reviews. I look at, I, I mean, how can you say that it's not the other way around? You have nothing to prove the other, the opposite. No, no, I'm right? not.
4: I'm not trying to prove either. Well, that's I'm what asking, I'm saying. Hey, it's- you know, when you say it, when you, when you say and make a statement, like the majority of a fandom doesn't like this. Like, how is that even quantifiable? Because I, like, I I don't think box office numbers are really a way to judge that. Because I think if box think office if numbers was, take into effect in the entire audience, but, not just the people but that like a thing.
2: If we're talking about the other way around, it's pretty clear that it wasn't universally loved. Because if it was, I don't think it would be talked about nearly as much in not just by toxic fans but media as a whole. Because if it was had so much blaring support. This wouldn't even be a conversation. I think that Well, I think we're missing I, the
3: point, which is like what we said earlier. Because the point isn't whether or not a bunch of people liked or disliked something. It's about whether or not they're being a dick about it. Like that's where we like yeah. when we were talking mm-hmm. about the training sure. earlier. That's where toxicity
4: comes. Yeah, you can you like us like we said, we've said a number of times over this this course of this episode. You can dislike something. You can you can for whatever reasons you dislike it. It's just you You should really not be a jerk about disliking it. Sure. Like, and let what I, people like the thing that they like, and you can dislike that thing, and you can correct. still both sit at the same table and have a meal together.
2: Well, what, what I was talking about when we first started this was because there's a lot of people who don't like it who aren't toxic about it, but mm-hmm. they are lumped into toxic fans because they didn't like it. Right. That's my point, is that they are using people that don't like it and saying, oh, well, they're just toxic. How do you? differentiate those two yeah you almost can you can't you can say they don't like it and all of a sudden by virtue they are toxic because there are toxic
0: what you're talking about instead of instead of a you know a a bad apple yeah it's a bad barrel of apples and maybe one person and the the stink of the bad apple or a person pointing out bad apples
5: (laughs) yeah
2: like there's you can't you can't just say oh well it's just they didn't do well because toxic fans that's not fair it may just be bad it could just be bad and you liked it that's
0: fine Ghostbusters is a, is actually a very very good example of this because it's such it's like you you had people um you know like myself I didn't care for that movie either my wife loves that movie I, loves that loves it makes a lot of sense actually it. and she and we've had this conversation where I, I say you know I didn't really really like it and yeah. she says fuck you it's because you're a man yeah, see, I and don't I'm think like, that's well, fair. Wait a minute, you know, and I start pointing out. Well, you know, here's two similar scenes, and you know how it broke down, and how Ivan Reitman did it this way, and then um, I can't think of the director who did the the guy's uh, name I, Paul Feig. Yes, who prefers people to do ad lib. Uh, they they don't do. They, he's like, okay, go. And once I I realized that, I started. I watched it again just to kind of like that's what I had a problem with yeah. because. I'm a person who does not care for improv. Mm-hmm. Good improv is really fucking good. Bad improv is really fucking it's, bad. It's, it's, and it, 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 and that's the way it came. And they on. had people that were really good improv. Yeah. That, fuck, some of the best. Yeah. But it just, for, for me, it just didn't gel and it didn't have that, that flow that I like. Are there funny parts in it? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that if a movie's bad, I will get up and leave. I don't, I don't fucking care. So <laughs> yeah,
1: fuck, sunk sunken cost fallacy.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like, I, I don't, so I sat through <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. I enjoyed parts of Ghostbusters. Some of that, uh, uh the stuff was really funny, laugh out yeah. loud funny.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have a problem with that. When it's, when it comes to the toxic fandom though, what that is, is the old guard looking at it and going, that's not my Ghostbusters. Right.
3: You ruined my childhood.
0: Exactly. See, I hate that. And, and here's the, here's my point. And he, and this is the, this is the point that I, I think, uh, I don't think I've ever made this on mic. Yeah. But that Ghostbusters is better than Ghostbusters 2. Fuck you. It's better. Uh, and I don't give a fuck <laughs> because Ghostbusters 2 oof. is garbage. I love Ghostbusters. And so, so see there. You I go. love Ghostbusters 2 too. And yeah. see, and, but see, everybody, everybody has their own opinions, yeah. but I, the whole, uh, McNichol Vigo, it, it just gets <laughs> under my fucking skin. Yeah.
2: Well, he's supposed to be annoying. Of but course yeah, okay. he is.
0: And it was just, he, I wanted Rick Moranis and I got yeah. McNichol. I yeah, don't, I yeah. don't want that. Yeah. You know, I, and so with, with this one, it was like, Okay, I can I can enjoy it, sure. I, were some of the the performances unnecessarily over the top? Probably. Oh yeah, and I think that's it. Had of- Bill Murray in it. First of all,
2: he is the definition of over the top. What are you talking about?
3: Uh, right. Um, <laughs> what did you expect? I will I will say there's an interesting conversation I think that's kind of come out of this of kind of like well I just didn't like it I didn't like it so that that's bad. Or it is bad. That is why I didn't like it. It's a really, uh, th- another side of this whole thing is maybe it's just not for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I think is a, a totally legitimate thing. I can't, I, my, my wife loves that show, um, called The Midwife. Oh, my wife watches shit too. (laughs) Adores it. And I've watched it with her and I do not think it's a bad show. I get what she likes about it. I can't watch it because they spend a whole episode making you fall in love with another poor family and then he gets hit by a train and her ovaries blow up because of cancer. Like, it's, I can't do the roller coaster. But that show's (laughs) not for me. Mm -hmm. Right. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't make it a bad show. It's just not for me um right. Taylor Swift like I I really can't stand th- this is something you hear a lot from like the, that that same kind of old guard crowd like that's not music F- fuck you she's one of the most she's one of the most popular musicians in the world yeah. right she's not you can't say she's not talented you can't say she doesn't know what she's doing yeah I just it's don't like not her music for yeah. you it has nothing to, yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's but that's that like That's and it kind of comes back to I think we keep coming back to this like personal perception equals reality thing. But not for you does not mean bad. It just means you do not enjoy it. When it comes to actually gauging quality, we're all really bad at it. You know, you look at look at the movies that are. Uh, like the top movies right now of all time, and ninety percent of them were hated by audiences and critics, critics alike when they came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's very polarizing nowadays.
3: Yeah, we're right. we're just we're not good at telling what's good in the moment. So, but the
0: problem is when you make it someone else's problem. Uh, Talking about t- Taylor Swift,
1: it's Eric's favorite singer. No, but. <laughs> um, if, and that's people,
0: totally valid. The people who say that I'll she's still bump not, she's bad not blood. a good musician, that song fucking rocks. Those, of, those people who say that she's not a good musician have never watched her ac- acoustic version of uh, Wildest Dreams. It's fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> i
2: just he's you can't see his face because you see this side of his face he was so fucking passionate and serious about how he said that just now god damn right
1: (laughs) i don't know much about taylor swift but like people who don't who say that it's not real music are idiots because look at how many
2: awards she's won not only that how many musicians
1: she actually yeah she actually does her own stuff like yeah She's involved in I the creation her. of her music. I, re- I
2: respect. I respect Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't like her music, but I respect right.
0: her I, craft. And yeah, a, a good uh, a good example of of that is of you can you cannot not like something but still respect it. Yeah. I I can't fucking stand Joe Satriani. I can't stand uh, Steve Vai. Yeah. But. I don't know who these people are.
4: <laughs>
3: oh my goodness. He's breaking my
4: heart. <laughs> they're, they're guitarists, Shannon.
0: And they're considered some of the best in the world. For, they're for, very, 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 very good guitarists, yeah, but I can't fucking stand them. But <laughs> for But no, they, they, they do their own. It's like oh. all instrumental and, and all that. And they're amazing. I mean, uh, uh, I think it's, was it Vi? His fingers are like three times longer than a uh, human should be. Um, but you know, he's like a, a freak of Slenderman. Nature. Yeah. He's like <laughs> Slenderman. Um, but, I can appreciate the fact that they are that good. And how I gauge that is that's who musicians love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, if you're in the craft and you love something, that tells me that they are really good. It may not be for me, but.
2: That's so funny. I mentioned that, too, because there was a we were listening to something on the radio going to our grandparents one time, Shannon's grandparents, and. They were playing some old jazz musician that I'd never heard of. I did not like it. And then they had, I don't remember what musician it was. It was some big, she's a big name now. I don't, I don't keep up with a lot of it, but she was talking about how this was her inspiration for her music and she loves it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this fucking guy? Like, I was right. like, I was like, really? Like, I I was just blown away because yeah. she's a big pop R&B artist and yeah. he was a very white jazz musician yeah. from the sixties and or fifties and sixties. Oh yeah.
1: I remember this now. And I was like, a second.
2: what the hell? But she was talking about how she used to listen to them all the time. And it's like, right. I can respect that. Like I, mm-hmm. I get that. Right. Like, I'm sure there's, th- there's always going to be something you're into but that somebody else is not. Into.
4: There's a, there's a tone or there's a word we've used a number, a number of times here tonight too, that is part of this whole process and it's respect. Which is something that, you know, let's, let's look at the larger problem of toxic fandom in regards to society, right? As a society, like we have devolved into beings that in some form or fashion find it difficult to respect other people's beliefs, opinions, or, or values. It's uh, our world is a very polarizing one in general. It's turned into one, certainly. And th- I think that's reflected in our day to day lives and the things that we love and the way that people react about the things that they love. It's, uh, it speaks to a, a lack of tolerance as a people that we find ourselves in these positions now with the things trying to defend or even, you know, uh, caught in these arguments or trying to defend these things that we love against people that seem to be bound and determined to hate the things that we love but again neither side realizing that that conflict isn't necessary and nobody really needs to take part in it just accept the fact that somebody else loves it or doesn't love it and move on with your day yeah. it's a waste of energy
2: i, I think when people really get upset when somebody attacks something they love is mostly because they feel like they've put in so much time effort money mm-hmm. yeah. and things into it that it's I see why people would take it personally, but it's not, it's so stupid to be so...
1: And part of it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier is uh, people become a fan and then they feel some sort of ownership for this show or Mm -hmm. this whatever. Mm -hmm. And so if it changes or if someone says they don't like it, like... They're they're offending me. That's my show. I yeah, made it, right. even though they didn't.
3: There was a movie, and I never actually got to watch it, but I really wanted to because Nerdist actually ended up distributing it. I think, but it was called Zero Charisma. Did you guys hear about this?
4: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Now I have to watch the, it. I feel like I've entire, heard the title before, but I've never seen it.
3: it it's very cool because it kind of plays into, from the premise, and I, like I said, I never got to see it. The premise kind of plays into this, which is that they are like very old guard, uh, like D&D group, and the DM's been the DM forever, and he's like a chubby guy with long, straggly hair. Um, And then this new guy comes in, and he's a hipster with the glasses and the look and stuff, and he plays D&D completely different. And the whole premise is like, wait, which one of these guys is the dickhead? Right. Like, is this hipster coming in to screw up this guy's thing that he loves and he's passionate about? Or is this guy? So in love and so entrenched in passion that he is now forcing everything to fit. His I think world.
2: I have seen this actually. I didn't. I don't. I don't remember the name of it, but I think I have seen this exact same. They play in the back of like a comic book shop, and then they eventually move to this guy's house, and he has a falling out or something with the group. Is that that movie? Or is yeah, is this and something he else? slowly
3: like starts to like gain social capital away from the guy who's been running the game for like twenty years.
2: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check I th- that one. out. I think actually I did see that. Talking about things that change, you're changing and, and stuff like that. D and is a big one. Because mm-hmm. it, it it had been so underground for so long and, and the butt of a joke for so many years. And now it's becoming more acceptable. Oh, it's mainstream now. Yeah, nerd culture, comic book culture. All of these things are now accepted as mainstream. And the thing that you may have held dear when you were 10 or 12 or whatever, it's not the same thing anymore. One of the big uh, things that I I like to remember about uh, when things change or whatnot uh, happens a lot with with music, with musicians. Mm -hmm. Think about when the Beatles went from Love Me Do to Sgt. Pepper's. How many fans did they alienate doing that? But they knew that they had to do it to grow because they weren't going to do – That saying early 60s bubblegum music forever. Mm -hmm. Let fucking Herman's Hermits do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let fucking Herman's Hermits do that shit. But, you know, later on, you move on. I imagine
4: Ringo saying that.
0: Yeah, fuck him. Imagine
4: Herman's Hermits doing that shit. Fuck
0: (laughs) him. Fuck him. Right. Uh, Fuck him. But, you know, later on, it's Metallica. Metallica becomes mainstream, you know, and- so then you have old school metalheads. It's funny you bring up
2: Metallica because I don't like Metallica now, and I do like old Metallica. New Metallica sucks
0: and see, but it's uh, still popular, but yeah. I just don't like I was,
3: I'd like to throw Green Day into this hat oh, Good, one. Yeah, good that's one' a good one, well. one too yeah. right
0: because yeah, there's pre there's uh, sellouts well yeah it, it's it's pre-broadway Green Day and post- Broadway Green Day right
3: yeah. Oh uh, even before that, they had their first what was the was it minority
0: Oh, is that the one with <laughs> uh, the 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 song that's played at every prom ever?
3: Yeah, it is. It's good. It's not Minority though. I can't remember which... Is it Nimrod? I can't remember which album Good Riddance is on. Um, Um, But yeah, and Good Riddance was a farewell song to their fans because they were Changing up their music and their, a bunch of people got pissed. I'm pretty sure said,
1: that was my and everyone else who graduated any time after that song yeah. came out, class song.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then, but then, yeah. So they had that moment when they were no longer. Basically, they started making money, and people got mad at them about that because that's what happens when you come from the punk scene, which
2: is so stupid. Uh, well,
3: yeah, exactly, and that's the punk scene is so bad at supporting its artists. <laughs> it yes, really yeah. bugs me. Well, they don't want um, them to then,
2: succeed. They want it to be about the music. Which I mean, you can say that about any medium, I guess. So as far as well, any yeah, genre non music i guess
3: or, or anything but then they had then they had american idiot and then there was a whole nother yeah. changeover of fans and i was an american idiot kid who then started to hate american idiot who has now gone back and realized that american <laughs> idiot is How actually fucking amazing fucking it fantastic is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah i've enjoyed it i've actually enjoyed all their stuff it, it, it does change drastically best, but, but
3: yeah
0: everybody wants yeah. the uh you know the green day with the uh mangled uh symbols yeah, you know yeah, that's yeah. that's what everybody wants <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I, I mean, it, these toxic fandoms, they, they permeate like everything. It's just a matter of how vocal it, they are. And nowadays with, you know, modern. Well, you were telling me about, I
2: don't know if you want to talk about Mike, you were telling me that story about those kids giving you shit for liking Metallica.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So when I was, uh, when I was in early high school, I liked Metallica because I was exposed to a Metallica like late junior high and, then I went into my art class and I wrote Metallica on the chalkboard. This kids, a long time ago. <laughs> they used to have these black boards on the wall, <laughs> and these little pieces of chalk that
4: you would write tell on. Don't be an asshole. We had those two days. Um, so wait, you're so wait. I'm tell us, your blackboards us
0: black
1: because most of my blackboards were green.
0: <laughs> they were they were black. They were they were actually
1: black blackboards. Yes, uh, I was I was fifty fifty on yeah, blackboards and whiteboards. On. Yes,
0: mm.
3: um, I was around during the smartboard changeover.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. My daughter is now in college and her boyfriend was uh, telling her how the instructor for one of her classes had never used a smart board before and wrote on it with a Sharpie.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh that's amazing.
0: I don't so, like your daughter's boyfriend now.
5: I'm
1: pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that my high school still doesn't have smart boards, so like so
0: mm. anyway, back to my story. I was yeah. – uh, so I had written Metallica. It was
3: 1927. That's right.
0: Back in the – yeah, and I, I mimeographed uh, Metallica on uh, – <laughs> A gallon of gas costs two
5: nickels. That's right.
0: <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I drew – I wrote Metallica on the on the chalkboard, and I did it as they do on their you know on their album covers. And this guy was sitting there, and I, I even saw his buddy do it. His buddy kind of elbowed him in the ribs like, look at what this fucking guy's doing. You know, I had the – Blue jean jacket with the fucking Metallica patch on the back.
1: Was it Jason?
0: It was not Jason.
1: Um, (laughs) Jason was more straight edge than I was. I was going
0: to say, wasn't Jason kind of preppy? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I was just saying Jason would would be a dick. Right, He
0: would. Um, But anyway, so, so then this guy starts to grill me. You know, you're not a real fan. What are you doing? Why are you writing this on the board? You don't even know who's their drummer. You know, and at the time, I didn't know. And it was one of those things. I mean, obviously, I'm late 40s, and I still remember this Mm -hmm. to this day. And it's because that was he was being a gatekeeper. And it bothered me so much that it made me feel like I have to know everything about it now. Mm
5: -hmm. I can't
0: just. Yeah, fuck this guy. I'm going to prove him wrong. Fuck you, you fucking burner. I'm going to know everything about Metallica. (laughs) Um, But the thing was, that was right before Injustice for All hit. And Justice for All hit, and then all of a sudden, like a year and a half later from that incident, cheerleaders are now walking around with Metallica T-shirts. They don't listen, much, and I'm like, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> so I was, I was gatekeeping, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't yeah. you, you fucking you weren't fucking raked over the coals for this shit. You became what you hated. <laughs> well, I
5: became what I hated.
4: Exactly. But I mean, that's the same deal we've got right now with we'll use Critical Role as an example, right? Yeah. Like anybody like there anybody can watch Critical Role and see that this is a produced show and it's it's voice actors playing this game that lots of people grew up with and love. Yeah. And they're playing it in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And then you have just this vocal mi- minority of people that come out and say that's not D, that's garbage like these right. are all attractive people and you know the, that's not how it was back in the day blah 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 blue right you know and at the end of the day guess what i'm just glad more people are playing dnd we yeah. should all be glad more mm-hmm. people are playing D&D. exactly well, because yeah. think- it opens up the hop like w- don't see it as the negative look at the from the positive aspect yes they're playing it differently than you did but that's okay Right. It doesn't invalidate your ability. What you, how you play the game. Well, it's a I doorway into that's a perfect it. Perfect right? opportunity to switch over to Savage Worlds. <laughs> oh my God! I knew it was going to come I up. Knew it, I knew it knew was going to get mentioned at I least had once.
1: That I,
0: fucking thing, cocked and loaded.
1: I think part of the problem with like D and D specifically is also it's young people versus old people. Yep. The people who are older and got bullied for playing D and D, like
2: it's bullshit that this is popular
4: now.
0: Right. right. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like, fuck
0: you, hipster. You never got raked over the coals.
1: Uh, Yeah,
4: exactly. (laughs) I feel like you've you've had that one in your pocket, too, right, Eric? You've (laughs) wanted to use that for a long time. You never got raked over the coals.
0: (laughs) I was I was uh, not not long ago recently uh, uh, accused of hating hipsters, which is not true.
1: Uh, My end point was just, you know, you have these people who are like getting in there Late forties, fifties, and they're seeing like teenagers yep. get into it, and they're like, "You're just a kid. You can't like D and D. You don't know what real life is." Even though is you bullshit. liked it when you were a kid,
2: yeah, it's such bullshit. Because you should be, you should be more supportive of those people, right? Because you should be like, "Oh, this is kind of some of the stuff that happened in my it's, game. Let me tell you about some of my experience." The next generation, yeah, yeah. it's the you whole. You should be which, excited for that.
3: Which, to be fair, I think this might be more of a symptom of carefully curating your community, but. I don't know anyone who doesn't, isn't excited about kids wanting to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that they exist somewhere in the, those dark corners of the internet, but I, yeah, I don't know anybody who doesn't want kids to be excited and play the hobby. Like, I know when we did the show about gaming with kids, it's one of, uh, on my show. Hey, like that's one of the biggest positives we've had on. It's something that everyone's talking about. I feel like maybe 5, 10 years ago, it wasn't as big of an issue. But then all of a sudden, nerds have kids. Um, And everyone... (laughs) I feel like a whole generation of red boxers, their kids are now in the prime... Yep. age and so everyone's talking about it. And so I that might just be more of a like I was saying, like a symptom of the communities we've built. But um yeah, yeah I, I just it's just it's so weird to hear such a contrary opinion that makes no sense.
4: Exactly. Like when you when you look at like our communities and you see all the posts on social media about all these different people they're starting up clubs at their schools or at their libraries or whatever so that kids can learn to play the game. And then you see those those clubs chock full of kids. Like it's mm. not just like a handful of kids, like a handful of kids. Like when I was in school, like, you know, there was like maybe five or six of us that played D and D and we kept it secret. Yep. And now there is a club at a medium sized, like middle school. And the, they need to like bring in two more teachers to be like, Assistance to help them run all the little groups they have going on and it's amazing and I can't like you say gauge I can't imagine why anyone would be like hateful about that
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it it's kind of a I mean that that's like even in our political system where it's you have to do everything yourself You have to go through the same hardships I did even though the whole point is to make it better for the next generation Right.
1: well, and there's also a bit about like The fake geek girl was a thing for a while. The fake nerd people don't. I think people are more
0: toxic about
1: the fake geek girl stuff than
0: they are about the kids playing the game. Now, I did want to make a point. It's very true. uh, And this is purely speculation and personal feeling. But I think the people that don't want kids at, at their game are the same people who don't want X cards at their game because they don't want to sully. You know, they, they don't want to deviate from their course and, and fuck up their art. Well, Fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. if, if if you don't want to, if you want to run an adult game, run an adult game. If if kids want to play, play a fucking, let the kids fucking play. I, I'm the person fucking... that doesn't
2: want the X card at the table. But no, I, I'm on. all about kids be playing. So. Listen,
1: the X card is a great mechanic. And I think it's, I think it's great to have. It doesn't mean your game's not going to be raunchy or no, whatever. No, no, no. Like, That's not what I mean. But it's like you can still have the I feel same like I was game. On that you just. You were. I didn't hear what Gage said.
2: He was. He was on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kill kids, right, Gage?
1: Anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you can have all that and and still have an X card. The X card is, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: yeah. The people that don't want that are the people that chalk it up
4: to, oh, you're just sensitive. Right. You're just yeah. sensitive. You're ruining person. my game.
1: Well, and it's like I play with Eric, and Eric is a dark, demented person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
4: Wait, wait, this Eric?
1: Yes. I've never even really felt uncomfortable because of Eric, but there have been other things in other games that have made me uncomfortable where I would have liked to use an right. an X card. But it wasn't prostatats. It wasn't right. child murder. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. <laughs> it, it, Wait, Shannon's right. okay with prostatants yeah. and child murder. Yeah, and yeah. she's she's what? basically that would take every card out of my deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only two I mean,
5: <laughs> prostatants <laughs> and child murder.
4: I keep hearing the phrase prostitutes. Yeah, don't, uh, don't ask. Child
0: prostitutes. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't Fucking, ask. Every time I'm on this show, Eric. <laughs> You're like, okay, we're not going to talk about prostitutes till, till Gage comes back. All right. Gage's back. Yeah,
1: you should probably be more upset with me. I feel like I bring it up more than Eric does. He's just the one who introduced uh, it to begin with.
2: Canada's a weird place. <laughs>
1: Canada is a weird place. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Uh, so uh, Canadians, we love you. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's another part of the, we were talking about like the critical role, not so much necessarily. Uh, they do have a, a, a layer of toxic fandom and I know it, it yeah. like reared its head whenever a player character was killed. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that because um, I don't I don't watch them. So. But something, you know, talking about uh, D&D as as a whole and this whole Matt Mercer effect, you know, where it's like, oh, well, you know, that's the expectations that, you know, players get into it, that. I'm not going to run for any new players because they expect that level of of what, whatever. And. I don't had, think
1: anyone really does. That's my point. I don't. I've I,
0: never met someone. Exactly. Nope. I have never met anybody like this. The people who are saying that shit are the people who are probably self-conscious about their own game.
4: They're insecure about their own ability I, to run a game. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Or they see the success.
0: Yeah. And they're like, well, see, how can I, I compete had it. with that? Well, you
3: don't. See, I, I had it from the GM side of things, which is when I started listening to APs and stuff, I was like, wow, these are really cool moments. How can I help my game improve and get some of these types of moments? But that's that's a net positive. Like, what do I do to make these types of things more engaging and more interesting to my players? I think that I it's... walk around feeling judged,
0: <laughs> and I think people use it as an excuse to. Not become engaged with other people. Yeah. You know, it's, I'd, I'd rather have this tired old group of a bunch of mooks who I don't have to think about anything. I can just do, you know, this stuff. I, I, they, they just want all this new stuff with these voice actors. I can't do that many voices. Well, Nobody wants you to.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah I, I actually ran for two people who hadn't really played before and were super into cri- critical role. Yeah. And I'm not the, that was like the game where I learned how to GM. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Cause that I ran that game for, that was the first long term game that I ran. And that was like when I was figuring out everything. And like they probably enjoyed it pretty close to the most. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, at least our
2: friend John for sure, like he was really into Critical Role. Like he, and I mean, the whole reason I probably don't like Critical Roles cause they talked about not.
5: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs>
2: like so. But I've talked about this before. I do appreciate what they've done because Mm -hmm. it's opened it up to a wider audience of people that would have never heard about it unless those people were involved. There's no way because they would have never Mm -mm. went out of their way to go. Mm -hmm. Like they hear those certain names or people involved and they're like, I wonder what this is about. And then they get into it. And now it's so big that it's that's a good starting point for almost anybody. Like if you want to get into D&D. Listen to this. Like, right. This is kind of the know, idea. How, yeah,
0: it's like here, this is what D and D is. Now, is it exactly what it is? No, but no, but it's close enough. It's close sure. enough, yeah. and it's close enough that we were talking about uh, Dan Harmon, um, the D and D episode of uh, Community. Mm-hmm. Oh my God!
3: Which one? There's two.
0: The fir- the yeah. very first one. <laughs> Shut up, Kate. <laughs> the, ver- the very first one.
3: Oh, so Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, oh, yeah. not Advanced <laughs> Advanced Dungeons and exactly. <laughs> Dragons. Exactly. Um. You don't know Community, okay? You don't know the names of the Dungeons & Dragons episodes. Okay,
0: you're absolutely right. <laughs> of course, my favorite part is when uh, Chang's sitting there and... Uh, uh, what's her name? Shirley.
3: Shirley. Shirley.
0: Um, Shirley. Nicole Brown, she's the best. Yes, mm-hmm. and she looks over at Chang and says, we're just going to... All right, Gage,
4: name. we get it. You know everything about the show.
3: Yeah, you toxic it. I fan. really love Community. <laughs> it's my second favorite show of all time.
0: Um, but anyway, the first... <laughs> D&D episode of Community, right? You watch that and people are like, there are those of us who watched it and went, it's fucking amazing. A mainstream you know, show, had, they're playing D&D, for God's sake, on a mainstream show that's fucking amazing. And then you had these other people go, well, that's not how you play D&D.
1: Same oh with God. the episode of Big Bang Theory. Exactly. Where they do, like, yeah, they're playing, they're not following the rules because it's a show and you get bogged down with that stuff. But it's still showing D&D. Yeah. That would not be
3: fun to watch.
5: Well,
1: really,
3: really quick. So a fun thing. So one of the... Th- this is... Sorry, a side tangent. Because I, I am a... This is one of my fandoms. So one of the things that people <laughs> shit on about that a lot is that the the Dungeon Master rolls all the dice, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That's how Dan Harmon played.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: All through high school and college, that's how he played. He didn't know of any difference. His Dungeon Master rolled all of the dice for
1: everyone. Yeah
3: because they were just fuckheads. (laughs) (laughs) So it's that whole thing of like individual experience. Be like, well, that's not how you play. Well, fuck you. That's how he played. Right. And he's the guy who wrote the show.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, sorry. Sorry. Is, No, no. Isn't that kind of how it used to, it wasn't, wasn't that how it used to be back? Like in the original, like
0: Gygax days. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't.
2: Because why would you need that many dice?
0: Come on, Eric. At the table? Uh,
1: think about, when think, I sat, think about 1927. It, it, but, well, you had 1927
0: when I sat around, you know, with Arneson and, uh, and Gygax and we talked about this.
1: <laughs> Put it all
2: together. <laughs> I, I, I would have assumed that that's how it would have been anyway. Cause uh, a lot of time it would have been, well, what's your deck's bonus. And then they roll and then they add your deck's bonus. And then they like, they would do everything for you
1: well and i imagine well, so a lot of it as, like if i had started playing D when i was a kid in my small ass town i wouldn't have had a set of dice i would have had no way of getting a set of dice this is also why so, i only have like 20 pokemon cards it's because there's not as, anything there
4: as an old man who did play back in the old red box days i will simply say that yes we had one person who had the red box and we all had our little handwritten character sheets and we all rolled the same set of dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I can <laughs> see that. I can see that. At thing. least you didn't have chits. Yeah. yeah, we did not have chits. We had the red box uh, you know, crayoned dice. Mm-hmm. And whenever we had to do rolls, we all rolled them. Like we just shared the dice. Mm-hmm. I think it took it was like we played for about almost a year before someone else got another set of dice.
0: Uh, somebody big-timed you and got their own fucking oh, dice, man. right? Yeah. They oh. were the cool kids. <laughs> Fuck you. You got your own dice. <laughs>
4: no, that yeah. were, they were the lucky ones whose parents actually took them to a game shop that sold dice. Right, oh, And then they're like,
0: man. wait a minute. Where, there's a because fucking game shop? The fl-
4: where, where we got our books was Walden books. Walden books, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, fun fact: we Oh wow! Used, they sold um, that
2: satanic shit in Walden. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they did. did. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did.
4: And, the, uh, trust me, TSR had a huge section of Walden Books, oh, yeah. which I stole from religious. And
0: uh, <laughs> I was just about to say, fun fact. Most of the time, yep. the uh, person who worked the counter at uh, Walden Books never knew the weight of the boxes. So if you, you fucking had a, hoodlums, if you, <laughs> had a, if you had a razor blade, you could cut the cellophane yeah, and stuff as much shit into those boxes as you could.
1: You fucking have a whole system. Like yeah. I like I, that uh, this is like part of D and D culture. Uh, uh, in stealing however, from books. stealing from Walden
3: <laughs> yeah. Books. No I, wonder they tried to ban it.
4: I oh. don't want to. I, I I shouldn't brag, but in uh, in junior high I had like a like a barn coat and that barn coat had a particularly nice little feature which was that one of the back the back of the barn coat kind of opened on either side and you'd be surprised how many modules you can fit in there and no one would notice oh yeah yeah
0: and no one ever fucking cared that you were as long as you weren't over by like the erotica you're like the like the like the the romance novels and shit they didn't give Mm -hmm. a fuck what you were doing no (laughs) It's so funny to see the movement
3: theft. move towards support the artist. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I am where little sticky fingered,
4: yeah. sticky fingered, fucking I'm looking at my yeah. game shelf right now, and I have at least five Marvel superheroes modules that I certainly did not pay a dime. I'll for. I'll tell you
0: what. There's a there's a there's a there's a very famous story, and I won't say which one of uh, our. Extended cast was involved in this, but uh, it's certainly something that. that is this they, a Gen Con story. No, oh. it's even before Gen Con. Uh, it's when Magic the Gathering first hit. Mm-hmm. And,
4: 1993.
0: And, well, thank you for <laughs> nailing that down. Um, I was I was one. So it was at a convention. I was Five. And the dealer at this very small convention was so focused on trading Magic cards with people and buying that he was not paying attention to his gaming stuff and said persons very likely walked out with half that damn
2: booth. God damn it, Jason!
3: (laughs) I know we all know exactly who.
0: (laughs) I have no question in my mind. (laughs) God, let me try to respect anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because he is probably going to kill me for revealing this. Fucking thirty-five years later, but you know, you uh, the
1: same
3: motherfucker who walked away with a stack of books of hentai. Well,
0: were, from the cripple person who was just person, using the bathroom. They, using what? The ba- you never heard that story? No. <laughs> that story's
3: wow. been on the what? podcast before. Wow.
0: Oh, it was a gigantic it. stack. It was at Gen Con. It was in it was like at the outside hallway. And there was this, there was this table, like a circular table, and there was all these white wolf books just stacked up sitting there. And he was just he walked up, he kind of looked around, and nobody seemed to care that he grabbed him. He just went shwoomp, and walked off with him. No. <laughs> and we've given him shit ever since this that's probably fucking what? That was right was before it?
1: I joined, I think. That was in 2011. 2011. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. In the great Jason was years. definitely an adult yeah. with a wife and kids.
0: And so we were like, dude, there was a dude in a wheelchair headed back to get his shit. You totally fucking stole from me. Of course, there was not, but it was just us oh, being a But us that, that is the existing story. That's the existing canon, right?
1: And then the next year. He takes those same books back to Gen Con and sold and them. Sold them. them. No. <laughs> no! Sold them, oh,
2: yes. Oh, no. That was the year
1: we started dating. <laughs> I,
2: I really hope oh. I really hope that that same person was at that same Gen Con and goes, oh shit, these are the books I lost. Mother- yeah, fucking bottom. Bottom. Oh it be
1: like Woodside, he has that special mark, and so he knows that those oh. are his exact oh. books. Didn't Woodside
0: buy the same books he yeah. sold, but he, he bought them from someone I, else? He, he sold, he sold yeah, Woodside sold his uh, sold his maids the ascension books online and yeah. realized he fucked up and he started getting them again collecting them and he ended up getting his same books <laughs> from different people and it mm-hmm. cost more and it cost more
4: cost oh, way more <laughs>
2: and they were the well, same books the same they books. were his books yes because he puts a special mark in them yeah.
4: Well, outside of, outside, let's go to a different type of gaming. I'm the same person that has, that bought a PlayStation two, like four times. Oh my God.
2: I bought two. I, my first yeah. one went they out because they it was bad or what? Well, my, well, two, no, two I,
4: six, because, because I, I bought it. Then I traded it. Then I wanted to play a game. So I bought it again and I, <laughs> then I traded it again oh, and no. I bought it again. Cause another game I wanted to play oh, came no. into my hands. Yeah. So my wife has a, a longstanding joke about if I see a PS2, <laughs> she's like, keep your wallet you just do not remove <laughs> your wallet you don't need that ps2 <laughs> yeah. and or you know it's we'll amazing. be talking about something else she's like how many of those ps2s did you buy again oh my god <laughs> <This> <laughs> so why she also trade that stuff she, ever. she also likes to throw the the fact that i bought a lifetime subscription to star trek online when that came out because i thought that was going to be the bee's knees oh. The next thing. and uh that's still like a topic, like when we talk about like I'm gonna get this new game, she's like, How's that subscription to Star Trek Online for you? Are, they still, are you still a lifetime member?
2: I, I don't wanna <laughs> like, I don't wanna rub salt in the wound, oh, but I have to ask how much was a lifetime
4: subscription to that game? Uh the lifetime subscription was a hundred and uh Oh, that's not bad. That's I actually think.
2: not that bad if you really do. Yeah, I think so.
4: That's not that bad. How, how often did, you, did you play it? Uh I played the shit out of it for about a month and a half. <laughs>
3: oh my goodness
2: and this
4: is my usual tolerance with mmos well uh, that one wasn't you know, very good though Like
2: that they, they they had a really good opportunity and they just it just was
4: pretty it hard took hard them hard way hard. too long to get it good yeah i i logged in like last year who is that perfect uh, world was that perfect world that did that perfect one? perfect world yeah. i logged in last year and my my account still is a lifetime subscription <laughs> oh no well, but and again, like they've just like most other games have been around so long, they improved the crap out of it. But that's neither here nor there. Let's just simply say that, yeah, if uh, I have a lifetime subscription to Star Trek Online.
3: Ah, nice. As you we were talking about toxic fandoms, we barely <sighs> yeah. even touched on video games. MMO. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's
4: I was going to mention a whole other
2: ball of wax. Warcraft earlier because we were talking about certain toxic people and or League, of, uh, League of Legends. Oh, I, I right? play I play League and I oh my god you cannot have A game without somebody being just super Toxic in that Please. Shannon's laughing But that's because I yell at people I'm playing with for Being shitty <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't sit there and type and be a complete Ass to people like if people are having a bad game They're having a bad game I'm not that person good?
4: Who's like you fucking idiot go kill Yourself blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but I mean but that goes not. Back to the whole like veil of anonymity Right like right. anybody can say anything oh, they absolutely. want Because you know what's gonna happen the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get reported nothing's going to get done about it Mm -hmm. and you can continue harassing other people in other games
2: i generally when that happens in those games i just laugh like okay dude like all right big guy and then i'll i I mean i will report them at the end because it's like usually if you actually write in there because it's done by tribune if you write in there uh you know exactly what happened and they can see the stuff like they'll get banned but Mm. it's it's such a pain in the ass to Play with them for thirty fucking minutes, yeah. them being an asshole, and then having to go through the process doing homework after you finish the game. Yeah, it's just annoying.
0: This <laughs> go back it goes back to my Metallica thing. I'm so glad yeah. that I I'm not coming up now. You no. know, I'm not young now because knowing how I was back then to have that level of ridicule and things like that, in this my sense of well, now I've got to know everything. Yeah, I I probably would have fucking dropped out of school. When I when I was back kind of to WoW, when I
2: was playing WoW like hardcore, I did know everything because I made like that was my thing that I did all the time. Like that's mm-hmm. what my friends did. That's what we all did. did we would play WoW. And we knew really anything you could know about the game, right? But now, like I, I still know everything about that. But if I had to do the same thing for another game, let's say I got into a, another game and I had to know everything about it, I would lose interest so fast because I don't care. Right. Like I just want to play it and I want it to be fun now. Which is, if my younger self heard me say this, I would be the toxic asshole saying, fuck you, dude. Learn the game. Bitch, get good. Like, <laughs> But now I'm like, no, I mean...
4: How dare you nice. come into this raid and not watch the six videos on YouTube that explain every mechanic? Oh
2: my fucking God. Casual. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny he says that. Hey, it's funny he says that. I was that raid leader because I posted uh, those fucking videos for a reason. Take the fucking time and stop wasting my night. Like you just wasted four hours of our fucking lives. We raid three nights a fucking week. You can take the goddamn time.
3: Uh, <laughs> there's only two. There's only two things that still piss me off when I play video games. And I, it's it sucks because instantly the moment after I get angry, I realize I'm getting angry about a video game. Yeah, like so. There's no positive, but it's it's being told to get good by someone who's playing worse. Than oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it just it sends it sends me into a red line. I get so mad.
2: You just heated um, me, and it's not it's not even
3: happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know it just makes me so mad. And then so I play a lot of Apex Legends, mm-hmm. and so so some, when someone's pissy with you and they don't want to turn on their mic, something that they will do they will punch you, and it doesn't do any damage because you're on the same team. It just moves you like a quarter of a foot. Not very you, you far, notice but it. it moves you. And it makes me so fucking angry yeah. to the point where I literally the other day like turned on my headset. And I was like, why did you just punch me? He's like, well, you were taking the loot. I'm like, I killed four people. You killed one guy. Fuck off. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> like, I was so angry. And it's just like the most stupid thing you know, that it's... It's a trigger.
2: The, at least that's not nearly as bad as like what he was saying. Like with league players, they will sit there and ping you nonstop. Like, what'd you do that? Like, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Which means enemy is missing. That's not what anyone uses it for. They use it for why did the fuck did you do that? Oh, you died here. Why'd you do that? What happened? Why the fuck did this happen? What are you doing in my lane? Like, no one says anything. They don't have to because it's an obnoxious sound when they do it. Because every ping is a ping or. Wah, wah, wah. Like, it's something that's annoying ca- to catch your attention so you know something's
4: going on, on the map no one uses it properly ever and you've both highlighted perfectly why I only play games online with friends
1: <laughs> I only <laughs> play point. single player games I don't even play them online like, with friends because my friends are jerks too <laughs>
4: I, my, I have a I have a group of friends on the Xbox we play Division 2 we play Borderlands 3 and we played the call even sometimes Call of Duty or like you know Battlefield games like, we will play those together as a squad because I know I don't have to deal with a bunch of toxic asses. Yeah, I get to, you know, have fun with my friends who can be asses, but they're not toxic.
2: Yeah, well, yeah they're not trying to actually like. Yeah, they're not trying to
4: ruin my game experience. And that's a big part of, of video gaming as a culture now, too. Like, you know, people trolling other people. Like, you're in the game literally to do nothing else but ruin it for someone else. Yeah. I just don't have the time for that anymore. I'm 44 years old. I don't want to waste my time being angry at people anymore. Like, I just don't have the energy for it. I don't have the time left on this earth to spend it being toxic or being mad or being upset. I would rather just not deal with those things. So that's, I mean, I choose to do that, right? Yeah. I t- I curate almost all of my experiences so that I don't have to deal with that.
1: The only things I have time to be angry about is uh, who I am as a person and the movie Hereditary. <laughs>
2: she does not like Hereditary.
1: Those Ow. are the two things I hate: that movie and myself.
2: Uh, oh,
4: oh,
2: it's not scary to her. She thinks no, it's, it's
4: fucking. Stupid. No, no, I'm down. fine with her hating Hereditary, but I'm sad about you not liking yourself. I like how you're. That was the worst out. part of that.
1: <laughs> so, (laughs) michael is a joke probably a a joke
4: probably oh my god she doesn't hate herself oh oh, uh, audio verse award-winning shannon (laughs) hater of self self.
1: my favorite favorite tweet was uh what would you do if you got fifty thousand dollars but the person who hated you most would get a hundred thousand dollars or your worst enemy would get a hundred thousand dollars and then the response was yeah, I'd love to have $150,000. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's me.
4: <laughs> so to go back to the toxicity thing, I'm the type of person like I just don't have time to be, to be mad. I just don't want to expend the energy. I don't want to expend the time. I don't have the time to waste on people that are going to combat me or debate me or argue me online. When the new Star Wars movies came out, I made it pretty clear to most of the people that know me, I'm like, I liked the movie. I'm not going to have a discussion about it. Like, I liked it. I'm not going to defend it. I got you know. so much shit for liking The Last Jedi. Uh,
2: now, to be fair, I since then, I after it soaked in and I saw it one more time, I don't like it as much as I did the first time. I can't get on board with it as much. When I first mm-hmm. saw it, though, I liked it. And every one of my friends was like, what are you fucking stupid! <laughs> like,
3: right. I'm like, what do you mean? That I had was so many fights. I had so many fights about the, too many, too many fights about the Last Jedi. But
2: I understand where they were coming from now. But I still don't think it was necessary. Like, I I
1: no, liked it, it when I left. It, it, <laughs> it was an enjoyable the, movie. Yeah. When well, you watch again, it, it's but enjoyable. But that's
4: the trick, right? You can have a lively discussion with your friends or even online strangers about something. Yeah. But as long as the two of you can walk away and be like, okay, well, you liked it, cool. You didn't like it, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, we had an interesting discussion. Exactly. But. Like, how often does that actually happen online? Never. (laughs) You know? I mean, hopefully it's happening with the people that you're close to that you go to see these movies with and that type of thing, right? But when you go to, like, when you look online, it's those types of interactions are rare. And I just don't have time for it. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, I have, there's enough going on in everybody's lives, I would hope, that. You know, spending 15 minutes defending a sci-fi movie that I uh, that I like is just 15 minutes that I'm wasting when I could be doing something else mm-hmm. that's either fun or important, maybe both or like writing
3: a blog post defend, defending the last Jedi. Uh, exactly
4: right. I mean, writing it, yeah, I mean, again, like this, like if, if that's something that like brings you joy, then awesome. Why fight about it? There's no reason to yeah. fight about it. The, Nobody the, wins. The whole, there's no a, winner.
2: It's a waste of your time. Like I, I agree with that so much because I, like I said, I used to play while well, pretty hardcore all the time and I've quit and come back and quit and come back. But nowadays I don't have the time to deal with all that nonsense.
1: You don't have time to watch the six hour YouTube video before you go on the race. It's not six hours. It's like,
4: it's
2: like 12 (laughs) minutes.
1: Anyway, (laughs) uh, anyway,
4: the, the
2: point is I don't, No, but
4: then you get stuck reading the comments on the YouTube video. That's
2: well, it's, it's, the whole thing is you have to rely on so many other people and I don't want I don't want to be that person that's upset at other people for not doing something that I know I can do. Mm. It's not fair to them and it's not fair to even me cuz I'm putting myself in that situation and I'm getting mad about something I have no right to be mad about. They can't do it, they can't do it. Right. But I used to play at a different level. I'm not nearly as good as I was then, I'm sure if you gave me like months to play or something but I don't have time for it. It's not worth my time. Eric and I have talked about this many times. We gauge most things on, is it worth our time? Because our time is very precious to us. If I'm not having fun with something or I'm frustrated or I'm upset about something, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to waste my time. And yet you made
1: me sit through the entirety of Hereditary.
5: Yeah, I did. (laughs) You
2: know what, though? Really, you made me sit through it with you because the whole time I'm trying to watch it, she's bitching about it and just God, so this mad. movie sucks. F- why are we still watching this? Oh my you know god, you know god! You guys should watch
3: next. You guys should watch Ishtar.
1: Oh, I thought you were <laughs> gonna tell me Midsummer, and yeah, I was mid-summer. gonna
3: say no. <laughs> it's
1: made by the Watch same guy. Ishtar, everybody listening.
3: Go out and watch Ishtar, oh and my. let me know what you think. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. By his reaction, I don't know if I'm gonna watch. Shit. Gage I'll be honest it right. has Dustin Hoffman Warren Beatty, Carol Kane, Charles Grodin it's, it's Penny Marshall's movie watch it
2: I tell you what Gage for you I will watch it Oh
3: thank that's you sweet
1: if I, he's watching it that probably means I'm watching it
3: no I'm gonna watch it without you
1: okay that's fine <laughs> Gage I'm not watching it sorry
3: all well, right. that's really fucked up, and I thought our friendship was deep than that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know who really loves me. <laughs>
5: All
0: right, any final thoughts before we wrap on this one? Don't be a dick. It's okay to not like
2: things. Just don't be a dick about it.
4: Exactly. And- I think that's the that's the key takeaway here. Everyone has opinions. Everyone doesn't have to agree with you. Everyone's opinions are valid in their own way. Like the things you like. Let other people like the things they like.
2: As long as their views and their opinions aren't hurting you, what do you care?
3: And I need friends on PS4 who play Apex Legends, so strangers, stop punching me.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean,
4: I would I would simply say you just made the wrong console choice, but I mean that's just that I respect nice I respect your decision play on a ps4
3: the annoying thing is that i switched from xbox to ps4 because of the people that i was around at the time and now none of them play
0: anymore i think so (laughs) both made terrible decisions reading between the lines gauge
3: pc master
2: so
0: they used to play on it then you came along and then now what they don't play
3: Mm. they everyone had children
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
0: kids. Conveniently.
5: Blaming
4: those toxic children (laughs) for your friends abandoning
1: you. You know what's ruined gaming? (laughs) Children. Kids.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.